this podcast might have bad words because my daddy says words like s*** and other bad words too much. Listener description is advice. Hello and welcome to the Detox Podcast, a podcast for dads, where dads talk about life, kids, and stuff. We are your hosts, Galan, Joe, and I am John, and today we're going to talk about awkward conversations you don't want to have with your kids. Before we get started, I just want to say thank you for, for being back. Yes. Joe and John, but especially John. <laughs> yeah, especially John. Oh, thanks. The, thanks. The, yes. <laughs> Yes, I would just officially like to say the show's not the same without me, and uh, you're really lucky for having me back. For and I would like to offici- I would like to officially agree <laughs> with that. Yeah, I think you won't hear any uh, complaints. Anyone that had oh, well, anyone that, a gigantic <laughs> ego, anyone that made it through the entire episode and listened to the seven minute outro of our last episode is thankful that you're back too. Well, nice. <laughs> well, uh, you know what I've been up to, guys. What is what is that, John? Uh, a while back, Joe gave me a uh, Gandalf, Lord of the Rings, Funko. Oh pop, yes, like for Christmas. Figure. For Christmas, yep. yeah, for Christmas. And so I've been scouring uh, Amazon and and eBay and such, uh, buying all of the Lord of the Rings <laughs> to complete Funko your pop, pop army. Like, yeah, <laughs> to complete it. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that would be so awesome if you had like a, a like you bought a pop and it became your army, like Pokemon. You could summon your that would be cool Twilight. But do whatever. they stay like little? And then like fight like dee 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 or do they actually like grow bigger? Know. The, you know the, what? The, this is a conversation we don't need to have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> we're going to talk about conversations that you don't want to have with your kids, um, and we're going to do that right after this. So we're back, and we're going to talk about conversations, awkward conversations you don't want to have with your kids. Now, mm-hmm. uh, guys, I don't have kids, uh, but I have parents, and there's plenty of awkward conversations I don't want to have with them, sure. uh, <laughs> mainly surrounding, like, penises and buttholes. And I stuff. mean, and that's we, understandable. We're, we're probably going to get to that conversation, <laughs> we'll get to that? Okay. but that's, that'll probably be the next, uh, the next episode, which will be a continuation of this. Oh, okay. So what, like what's part one? What's part one? So guys, tune in next week for penises and buttholes. <laughs> Front bottoms by the way, and back bottoms. By the way, that's not that's not bad. The, that's just the medical terms for those body parts. I don't think the butthole is the medical. Really, term. you don't have to. Get, you never had to go to the butthole doctor. <laughs> you know, dude, we're getting close to forty when we've got to have the butthole exam. I've had one of those. You had one. I've, I've had a colonoscopy. Well, you've oh. had that. But, oh, but, but have you had the, no, no, no. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. The urologist. Oh, you right? have. Well, that's what led to it. The, the doctor thought I had gotcha. diverticulitis. Oh, gotcha. And which is bad, but yeah. anyway, that's a whole other. That, that's a whole other. That's yeah, bonus we'll, we'll say right that there. for next week. But um, <laughs> but no. So it, it, what's funny is, is we say this is we're drinking beer, but it's um. So someone reached out to us and um asked if we wanted you know like to talk about underage drinking because there was an underage drinking awareness thing and it didn't line up. But I'm like, man, that's a really good conversation to have, um, because some you know it just speaking generically, it's a lot of parents don't will have liquor in the house, but they forbid their kids from having liquor. And because they don't want to have the conversation. They don't want their kids to be tempted. They don't want to have their kids go to party, whatever, and everything. And so it's it's a conversation that parents generally seem like 
don't necessarily have with their kids is the dangers of underage drinking and everything. Um, Yeah. So before we before we go and and get into our own thoughts, um, the the website is asklistenlearn.org, and they sent us some knowing the facts, the facts about underage drinking. The first one is conversations among parents and kids about underage drinking have increased 73% since 2003, which to me is insane. That's a huge percentage. I mean, of course, say that one more time. Conversations among parents and kids about underage drinking have increased 73% since 2003. So that, you know, parents and kids are... <laughs> well, that's, a, that's a... Yeah, how they get those statistics. Well, yeah, yeah, statistics. But it's but that, that's from responsibility.org is, is the, uh, the site sorted. Probably surveys they've done. 1% of older teens are more likely to report drinking in the past month. 1% of 12-year-olds compared to 23% of 17-year-olds and 30% of 18-year-olds. So older teens basically don't talk to, I guess, don't talk to their parents about their drinking, which is interesting. Um, well, they might, they might, um, wait, maybe I'm reading the statistic wrong. Never mind. Just keep going. Uh, it's a 23%. According to the 2006 Monitoring the Future study, 23% of eighth graders have tried alcohol at least once in their lifetime, and 9% report that they have been drunk. Now, what's interesting is that lines up with kind of my experience in, in middle school, like, because... I don't know what you got friends. drunk in eighth grade. No, no, no. Oh. But it's like I was friends with. I, was like, I mean, oh, that's I was friends with enough people that that would talk about drinking or going to parties. Yeah, where drinking was taking place, and then you know, eighth grade is thirteen, fourteen. I think it also depends. Like I had a bunch of older friends when I was thirteen, and though I didn't underage drink in eighth grade, it would have been easier to because I yeah. had those older friends who were going to those parties talking about it. And I think that's really so. I think a lot of this. Uh, I'm kind of jumping ahead with my opinion, but I would just say I think a lot of underage drinking can stem from who do your kids hang out around yeah. most of the time? Are they hanging around around older kids, yeah. their peers? Because you get a lot of peer pressure if you're hanging around around older kids, and there's this this um, need to please yeah. kind of a thing. Um, Which and I think peer pressure is its yeah. own. It, it, it's its own uh, episode. It's its own conversation mm-hmm. topic. I would think I would also tell you an extension of that is. What do they see their parents doing? Right. Do they see their parents as heavy drinkers, and what is the you know is is that a deterrent or does that encourage them to do it? Yeah. Which we'll get into that. That that's part of what I'll get into later, um, from my own personal experience. But uh, for the the next one is fifty three percent of eighth graders um, or eighth grade students think it's fairly easy or very easy to get alcohol. Um, sixty nine percent of parents of ten to eighteen year olds have talked to their children about the dangers of drinking alcohol in the past year. Nine percent among eight, ten to eighteen-year-olds, or seven. I'm sorry, I'll just read the bit. Among ten to eighteen-year-olds, seven percent report in the past year they quote unquote never had a conversation with their parents about the dangers of alcohol. Forty-six um, percent of parents say they need information on the health effects of underage drinking to continue to have meaningful conversations about it. And then sixty-four percent of ten to eighteen-year-olds report their parents are the leading influence in their decision about drinking or not drinking alcohol, which is something I just mentioned. That's a yeah. That's a pretty that's a pretty high percentage because it's. I mean, just like with everything else, you set the precedent at home. Yeah. You know, so it's like your kid. You are the first line of defense in whatever it is your kids are going to pick up on or not pick up on. They're going to look to you and see how do you handle X Y Z, and then they're going to use that as like kind of their base before they start seeking friends or seeking the outside world or, or whatever it is, whether it's, you know, um, like marital relationships, whether it's, you know, 
friendships. Trying to get drunk to get married. Friendships, whether, <laughs> whether it's... I was blitzed on my wedding day. <laughs> it's beer, <That's> <laughs> cigarettes, or whatever. It, like the, the hangover. <laughs> oh, I got married. I got married. Yeah. But it's, you know, so I, I guess to, to bring that around, I mean, so the, the, to address John's concern, it's just, yes, statistics... I mean, you know, John's statistics concerned. can say my concern, my deep you know, concern. Yeah, they can say whatever. I mean, they could be twisted to say whatever. But I think the interesting thing is, is it, the, the percent. Oh, I was just curious, like where they got that statistic. Oh, okay. from. That's all. I well, mean, no, I, I'm I'm actually leery of statistics. Yeah, you know, I mean, what is it? Seven fifty-seven percent of statistics are made up, or whatever. You just make up the percentage. Well, whatever Abraham Lincoln said on the internet. Yeah, no, I, I, that 30, was Albert Einstein. Oh, Thirty gotcha. percent <laughs> of the people in this room think that you're a liar. No, uh, well, that would just be me. <laughs> Um, so oh, sixty-six percent. Oh, okay. No. There we go. Oh, shit. Um, but you know it, it, what? It, what those percentages do, and what it what it brings to mind is the fact that it's as a parent, as you just mentioned, I am the first line of defense for Ellie. Mm-hmm. Um, as she grows up, I am. Uh, you know, she will see when when I've been drunk or been buzzed or whatever. She right. sees that and is that behavior something that I want to encourage, and, and or do I just let her observe or whatever? So I know that I. Especially with this, the the email conversation and the stuff that was sent is that it's my responsibility to sit down and educate her and and talk to her about drinking, and I don't want it to be a taboo thing where she sees it as some sort of forbidden fruit. That way, when she gets out mm-hmm. from the house and she's presented with the opportunity to drink, she's going to be. This is something that my parents have never let me, right. you know, have kept a secret from me. And then she goes crazy at some high school party, gets drunk, right. blackout drunk, and gets taken advantage of. Yeah. You know, and that that's a horrible, that, that's like an extreme, but it's like, that's one of my biggest fears because, you know, whether it's, you know, cheesy after school specials or you hear the stories at school where it's like, that happens yep. and that happens frequently. Yep. Um, and I'll be honest with you. So it's, it's, uh, first of all, I want to give a shout out to, uh, Victoria Asola. I think, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I think. She's the person that reached out to us um, about these facts. But I know from personal experience, so it was something that, like, alcohol was a very taboo thing in my household. Yeah. You know, it was something that was, like, you don't do this at all until you're 21. And then, like, only very moderation if you must, but you shouldn't. And it was very – and my parents were trying to just protect me, and I appreciate right. that. But it did have a little bit of a rebound effect to where I saw it as this, like – golden apple like ooh, i just i gotta get it i gotta yeah. gotta taste it and then you know it led to some uncomfortable situations when i was in high school i know um i'll tell you one story which is pretty funny but also like terrifying as far as underage drinking goes but you know might as well share it but uh i was playing hockey and we had morning practices first thing in the morning 6 a.m and so we're in the locker room and a guy from an adult league team the night before had left a tall boy bud light just in there lukewarm and so everybody's like who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna take it who's gonna take it and so it was like a no it was like who's man enough to do it and there was all these guys that were just like i'll do it i would do it but it's not my beer and i was just like didn't say anything cracked it open downed it this warm tall boy bud light (laughs) in the locker room downed it tossed in the trash can burped loudly and was like let's go because i was the captain of the team and went on the ice and was like this was a mistake but but it was first beer uh yes no, so, so well, again, you it, went let, hardcore. I did. Let, let's 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 stop down. When, when was your first drink? That was so sixteen. That, that was sixteen. Yeah, twenty-seven and nineteen here. Okay, so my point well, in that old, was old. I my, <laughs> my, my point. My time, point yeah, right. <laughs> my point in that was is yeah. that I saw it as this very taboo thing I couldn't do. Yeah, and then I was in a situation where there was peer pressure, 
And I saw it as an opportunity to win points with my peers right. who were older. Um, and I took uh, older and younger it was a mixed crowd. And I took advantage of it and did it and regretted it. Didn't, you know, didn't skate as hard because I didn't want to puke on the ice and right. made it out of there scot-free. But, but I feel like that's something that can be avoided. And, and while nothing really came about that, that could have been a lot darker of a situation. What if it had difference. been a party and you're given free reign to do whatever? Right. What if it wasn't a beer? What if yeah. it was, you know, a couple different shots? I mean, you never know. Yeah. So, but I thought that would be add a little humor and a little bit of background on uh, Joe shotgunning a tall boy. <laughs> that's a bud. A bud. Yep. But nice. So you know, and Thanks, I, man. I, I'll throw it to John because I mean, just to preface it, it's like I think that your household was very similar to that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think my parents are still very disappointed in me that I, <laughs> I knowing that I drink. Um, yeah, I'll, because I'll second. It brings my parents disappointed in you too. No, yeah, yeah. It breaks my heart a little bit to know that your mom is disappointed, and, like might be disappointed <laughs> in you because I, I, oh, yeah. I can feel and that so disappointment. Like, so she knows that I, I drink, but uh, you know, I, w- I would never order a drink or something right, when right. I'm like around her or something. But like. Um, You're a good son. Uh, yeah, thanks. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's basically same kind. Of, I, I grew up in a very like conservative Christian sort of sheltered household or whatever. But I, I found myself when, and this is something I want to ask you guys about. Um, I found myself as I was going through middle school and high school and college, I was never tempted to do it because I felt like. I don't know what it was. I just felt like I didn't feel pressured to do it. I had like fun all the time sober or right. whatever. So it wasn't something. And I, and I guess maybe a part of that was I didn't hang out with a huge party crowd or, or whatever. But sure. there were opportunities eventually, you know, to, to do that. And I, I don't know. I was just never that into it uh, So or, or that tempted by it. I wonder how how much of that... Is you just teaching your kid how to make good decisions or try mm-hmm. to teach them how to make wise decisions for any given right. moment um, versus specifically, and I'm not saying this shouldn't be specifically addressed because right. I can see why you, you would want to, but um, how much of it just comes from trying to teach your kid how to like logically problem solve and make right. wise decisions? Um, I wonder because yeah. there's someone I want to have on the podcast eventually when... It does, it, ultimately, any any one of us can make a dumb mistake, right. and probably made several of them and just got lucky at some point. You know that that it didn't, it, it wasn't darker. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. Them. How do you guys look at it? how much? How much do you think? On, on the one hand, it's specifically talking about this. How frequently would you talk about it? What would you want to say? Versus, man, ultimately, I want my kid to try to be able to analyze any given situation and make the right choice. So, uh, which I mean, it's probably both, but right, to some extent. Yeah. But but no, that's, I don't know. How good. do you guys feel about that? That's there? a good so question. I'll start with like Elias tried beer. She's tried a shiner. She's, she's done a couple lines. Yeah, yeah she's she's, uh, she's done a PCP one time. She's tried uh, only once. It's just a little that, bit. That was <laughs> that was my bad. <laughs> Way to be a godfather. <laughs> um, but she, she's tried bourbon, and so it's like I. She was curious. She's like, "What are you drinking?" And I tell her, and she's like, and I'm like, do you want to try it? And she's like, yeah. Now when I ask you, you want to try it, she's like, no. <laughs> and and it's just explaining, yeah. So I, I think that for me, it's it's teaching her to analyze any situation, you know, that could result in her getting into trouble, putting some sort of foreign substance into her body, right. educating her about alcohol and drugs and stuff. You know, of course, as she's older, alcohol is the easiest thing to do because I drink it. I could drink it legally. Um, I've told her that it's like you do not drive 
when you've had drinks, um, you know, or a certain amount of drinks. Like, I, I think it's okay to go to a place, especially when you're my size, have a drink. <laughs> you're like, that, you're like, you're five. Okay, you could probably have three. Yeah, yeah, you can have good. three or four. Yeah. But it's like if I if I go you, and you I weigh have, forty pounds, sure, three drinks. <laughs> I go and I have a beer, and as I'm designated driver, and we're going to be somewhere for three hours. I think I'm okay. Um, but I think that the part of it is is teaching her to just make smart decisions. Um, not necessarily. I don't want beer and alcohol to be the the big bad wolf that she has to be afraid of. You know, I don't want it to be. Um, yeah, I, I don't want it to be scary. I want it to just be something that that is what it is. That that she realizes that when she puts alcohol into her body. It is in almost every situation where she's poisoning her body. Yeah, your body can work that poison out. Um, but I think the biggest thing is I have to teach her. Um, I have to teach her about it because she has a long history of alcoholics in her family. You know, um, both my um, maternal grandparents were alcoholics. My paternal grandfather is. I don't really know my my paternal grandmother. Um my mom and dad are um I, if i hadn't seen my mother make the mistakes that she made and come home pass out drunk and like pass out on the floor um at barely making making us home and and seeing those negative things i would probably be an alcoholic i mean there are times where i um what was it new year's i think it was where i sat down or uh or maybe it was when you were over playing games and it's like i had half of what of a half of a pint bottle of scotch and half a fifth of whiskey like didn't even realize i'd had that much and i'm like didn't think anything of it and i'm like and i I would have kept drinking had i not looked at the bottle and been like oh crap i've drank half that bottle you know it's it's teaching her that it she has the genetic predisposition to drink and whether she is tempted at 13 23 30 whatever it is that it's like if she's going to do it she has to make smart decisions she has to realize what her limits are um for me, it's is I I started drinking as I mentioned in nineteen. I did it I did it because I I had met a musician and there was a girl that played keyboard and I was I wanted to be cool. Um and so she offered wine and she was older. Um and I'm like yeah I'll drink it. And then I drove home behind a co- or in front of a cop nice. in front of a Fort Worth cop for like from basically TCU over to almost were almost high school even though that was outside of fort worth just i I think that's outside of fort jurisdiction um and then uh, when i was 19 there was a night where i had 12 shots of goldschlager two shots of crown two shots of amaretto two shots of jägermeister and two beers in about 30 minutes Uh, yeah i should have i probably should have died that night yeah um i slept for like 18 hours and yeah i'm dead now i'm dead (laughs) on the inside but it's just it's (laughs) You know, and, and for that, I, I didn't drink until I started working at the job that I currently have, because it scared me. Like that was the worst hangover ever. And uh, yeah, I think it's important to to teach your, you know, to to teach your your kids the the importance of making smart decisions. If that answers your question, or did I go way off the rails there? No, I, I don't know. No, I think about, you, no, I think it was good, and and I will agree. Yeah, have you. you told Bennett not to drink it? <laughs> I have, and he's just looked at me. He just started waving hi. Oh, nice. So like he he's crawling. He's getting too big, but he will say hi to him, and he'll say 
hi and he's trying to say hi and then he will just like he will wave like i love, I love the baby wave where there's like <laughs> there's no subtlety to the action it's like whole wi- yeah. whole limb waving oh man awesome. he is he's crazy he's it's crazy to see them be like different babies between Bennett and Sylvie. But uh, yeah, no, I told him, don't drink. And he's like, <laughs> he just laughs at me. Gotcha. I'm yeah. like, I don't think he's referencing. Or yeah. maybe he is understanding. He's just like, <laughs> just you wait, old man. <laughs> but um, and no, I think I think a lot of um, a lot of conversations um, around this type of um, this topic have a base in who do you associate with? And I think that is the core for a lot of these topics, whether it's underage drinking or whatever it is. It's it's you need to be wise with your tribe, with your people, like whoever you associate with, you need to be very selective in that. And I think that drives a lot of the decision your kids will make, because you mentioned you knew that was a taboo thing. Like we don't you want to do this till a certain point or at all. But you didn't associate with people that were predisposed to do that necessarily. You know, like what right. you were saying. Yeah, yeah. I did associate with that. And that's not my parents' fault. That's just a bad decision. I made terrible friends for a very long time. <clears throat> and then I was put in situations where I felt I had to make those choices um, in order to maintain appearances or whatever it, whatever it may be. Um, and I think it it comes on teaching your children self-confidence, teaching them to be comfortable in their own skin, to know what they want and go after it and know when to say no, then you can build off the foundation of underage drinking and uh, other topics. And so, yeah, I think a high percentage of these conversations need to be based around um, who you associate with well, making better decisions. I, I, you know, it, it's and not enough like a lot. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, don't go, don't go all out one <laughs> night. <laughs> because you're hanging out with older people, uh, you know. I, I think it's interesting because you mentioned not drinking until you were 27, John. Because um, that was basically after you and I stopped hanging out. And I remember hearing that you had John had a reason to drink. Become then. a yeah. <laughs> he broke um, up with Galan. Yeah, <laughs> becoming a <laughs> sad day. Sad day. <laughs> but it's like when I heard that you had drank for the first time, I'm like, what? Like it was such a shock to me to to know that you had you had finally taken that plunge. It's funny that we weren't hanging out and somehow you heard that I had drank. I still talk to people occasionally. Oh, yeah. guess what happened, John? Yeah, no, I was, <laughs> or they, they, no, it was they. they, they John they, had a Zima, <laughs> and they're I, like I all like giggling Zima. to themselves. They casually mentioned it, and I'm just like, wait a second, what? Because I, I would ask. I would. I, I would don't be think I ever drank a Zima. <laughs> by the way, I'm just messing. I have, have, I've had a Zima. They're not good. But no, I'd be curious. I would ask about you to make sure you're like to see if you were doing okay. And someone was like, blah blah blah. Yeah, they. He and Matt like tried this bourbon or whatever, and I'm like, whoa, whoa! Like the tires screeched to a halt. Um, but it, you know, it, I think it's interesting that you go to it. It's like it was when, we, when you were in high school and didn't drink. And I mean, I mean, granted, our group of friends wasn't exactly like we weren't party animals. Yeah. We played D and D in the <laughs> like in the wee hours of the morning or whatever, or played music. But it's, I wonder if part of it is the the crowd that we hung out with, especially the periphery crowd, was it was a bunch of church kids. And our our free yeah, but some of those church kids drink well, a lot. No, that is true. But it's like, but but I mean, like the the outings. That's we the would thing. Do. I feel like I don't know, man. Sometimes I think being a parent, like this this is not the case, right? But it just seems like it's such a crapshoot because I feel like <laughs> I feel like you have this kid, right? And you're like, you're, you're not like, wrong. Don't drink, 
it, it can, it's very dangerous for you. And some kids will take that and process it and be like, man, you're right. I'm, I'm not going to drink. And some kids will be the opposite in the spectrum like you were talking about. Like, oh, it's the forbidden fruit. I'm totally going to drink. But, uh, but, but and you, then yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. there are kids all the way in between that spectrum yeah. from, from one point to the other. It, it is a crapshoot. But I think parenting in a lot of ways is like managing a team at your job, right? You, you, or coaching a team, right? You can't teach everybody the same way. So I think part of that is you figure out, is your kid going to internalize it and take it for the fact, like the facts-based knowledge and be able to process that in a logical way? Then you give it to them that way. If they're like me and they're just going to be drawn to it because you said, don't do it. It's like, okay, maybe I let them try it and give them something that's like super nasty. So that way then they're like, mm, have kind of an aversion to it. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I don't really have a desire to do it. You can have all the butt ice you want. <laughs> you can have all the poor locos. That you, you can have all, all the, the keystones. All the still reserved. <laughs> <laughs> all but, the O'Douls. But so I think, oh God. Yeah, give them an O'Doul so they get the taste, but they don't get any of the butt. <laughs> yeah. But I think I, 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 that's, where I, that's where I approach it. And it's, it's easier said than done because I have a... Now three-year-old, jeez, yeah, and a we'll, seven-month-old. We'll, we'll check back in in like a couple years, years right. or something. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Well, no. it's, and, and part Eighth of it, <laughs> like, I, I, I wonder if part of the, the the point. I wonder about my own points because half the time I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but it's anyone who's listened to the podcast knows that. <laughs> any, anyone that knows me knows that. Everyone that listens. But it's you know how much of that, how much of your decision to not drink were the convictions that you had towards it or something. You know, is is. You know, for the parents out there that are listening that are religious, do you do you tell your kids not to for religious reasons? You know, actually, I guess that's one of the things of like, for those of you that have had conversations with their your kids about alcohol, what have those conversations been like? Well, you know, I'd I'd love to hear from you. uh, You know, detoxpodcast at gmail dot com. Just because that that can influence the conversation that I have over the years with my five year old. Um, especially as she starts hanging out with friends at play, you know, at, at, at their house where I have no control over the situation. Right. Cause all it takes is an eight year old to be like, yeah, my dad, my daddy drinks this. You want to try it? You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's a, it's a scary thing. And I think statistics or websites or Googling underage drinking or just, you know, like the, the effects of it and, you know, get the, one of the other links that Victoria Sinus was talking about how it affects our developing mind, especially ongoing drinking and stuff. And, there's so much information and I, I think that part of the danger that I have is as an experienced drinker is like, do I not think about that kind of stuff? And do I just don't, I don't think about having that conversation and talking about those points because, well, Hey, I'm a drinker and I, I know, I know what I'm talking about. You know, that's something else to think about. You guys, uh, you guys need to be like, do you want to be smarter than daddy when you grow up? Don't, <laughs> don't drink. It won't take much. Do you want to score more than whatever I scored on my SAT? Just, just don't drink. Yep. Do you wonder why daddy has trouble remembering? <laughs> <laughs> Too much beer, honey. It's because he's shocking the beer that one time. You know, it's with his developing mind. I, I, I will say, yeah. The, I will say that it's the, real quick before we wrap up, it's, I, you know, I, when I, my mom and I lived by ourselves, she would come home and drink. When I lived with my grandparents, my grandfather would come home from work and drink. When I stayed with my dad for the summer, he would come home and drink. And so for a long time, that was normal behavior for me. And it didn't change until until I really started hanging out with John and our friend Tim because their parents didn't 
come home from work and drink, at least that we could see. Right. And that was the first time that <laughs> my I'm mom like, was secretly like shotgunning <laughs> beers. She just had a, a hip flask. And she's like, it's like, oh, that blonde kid's coming over. I'm just going to drink. I got to go to the pantry real quick. But it's, you know, that, that was that was the first time that my reality was shaped by something that, you know, like drinking wasn't a normal part like of life. Norm, yeah. yeah. And so it's, I think that's part of it is if you are a drinker, and it's perfectly okay to have a whole shelf of liquor, but it's like you, you need to, as that last statistic said, it's like, the over, the majority of kids see we are the first interaction and influence that they're going to see, and right. we we as parents are responsible for sitting down and being like, okay, let's have a conversation about this, right? Um, and, and when it's smart, you know, and and the, I mean, there are countries out there where the drinking age is sixteen, eighteen instead yeah. of twenty one here, you know. I mean, Teresa drank at sixteen when she was a uh, uh, foreign exchange student over in Germany. Oh, that explains it. Oh yeah, no, I'm just yeah. She, she, she had to do something to be dumb enough to marry me. I mean. But uh, but yeah, so I think yeah, it, was I think she it, drunk when you popped the question? Probably. No. Just kidding. She's like, she thought he was somebody else. No, yeah. oh, that's rude. Well, oh, she did. That's, that's, rude. Rude. that's rude. She had a staph infection, so essentially she was like, oh, I don't know, I got nothing. <laughs> that says something. She's in a weakened state. <laughs> yeah, she was. Go on. I was like, I, I, I planned it. I'm planned it. I'm like, I'll just I'll just get her infected with staph, and then she can't say no. Part of my master plan. She'll oh, never leave oh, me. You're like, no one else will want to marry you with a staff <laughs> infection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, the, <laughs> no so one wants on. you now. Will you marry me? It'd be great. It'd be fun. Actually, the, the, this this year's our 10-year anniversary. Congratulations. Mine as well. Yeah. It's awesome. What? Yep. Nice guys. Wow, way to one-up me, jerk. Yeah. Anyway. I like to uh, topic top. No, that, that's... um, <laughs> Yeah. That's uh, so yeah. I think that, that that's enough right now for now on underage drinking. Like I said, we'd love to hear from you. So email us at, at detox at gmail dot com. Let us know detox your stories. Podcast. Detox podcast. Maybe I have the one that's been drinking tonight. <laughs> detox podcast at gmail dot com. Let us know your stories because yes. you know Joe and I can take that and and uh, expand on it. But uh, next week, of course, we'll be talking about the you know coed sleepovers, coed friends, the sex talk, what is it, penis and butthole talk that John talked about at the beginning of this episode. Yep, that's going to be the title um, of that episode. Yeah, but for now, we will be back shortly with dad jokes and all of our closing st- segment stuff. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us this segment. You've made it just in time enough to listen to the dad joke of the week. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, yeah. That was, it hasn't yeah, started it was, yet. It has not started yet. Galan, I think you have a dad joke of the week for us. I do. What language does a stomach speak? I don't know. What? I don't know. Hungarian. <laughs> Did you hear that? Who was that? Teresa and I, we call that Gregoing, where it's like, so Grego on the uh, on the old, on the ticket. It's like the that old what language does a stomach speak? We heard that bubbling. We're <laughs> like, <laughs> that? Yeah, that. <laughs> whatever that's called. No, it's like the weird thing, like the weird noise in the back of your back of your throat makes, so you don't swallow, and it's not a burp, it just makes like this weird, like, gurgling sound. <laughs> so Teresa and I would be like, uh, I just Gregoed or whatever, because he used to do that on the air, and they'd be like, did you guys hear that? <laughs> and they would go back and replay it and amp up the volume, so it would be like this... <laughs> it's in the middle of him talking. You're Hungarian, everybody. Hungarian. Not that weird or, golem sound. Or, or you could even go that stomachs are bowlingual. That's true. Bowlingual. That's pretty. pretty bowlingual. Pretty painful. Pretty pa- Is this thing on? Yeah. <laughs> Anyone out there? I wonder how many people have laughed at some of the dad jokes that that aren't the ones that Jonathan sends us. I. Uh, 
I, I watched uh, Netflix has uh, Jerry Seinfeld's Comedians in Cars. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. <clears throat> and there was an episode where I think it was uh, I think it was the one with J.B. Smooth or it might have been one be right before that. But there was a comedian that was on there who said the best advice they ever got from their dad was never say something like if you say something funny in a group of people and you don't get a response, never repeat it. Like never say something funny twice because chances are people have heard it and they've decided it's not funny and you don't want to be the guy that's like running material back again. So. <laughs> But we will. We'll, we'll be those we'll guys. We'll do it. Yeah, we, we, we have no guys. problem. We are those guys. That has been this week's Dad Joke of the Week. That's right. Guys, we're at that point in the episode where we play the hashtag game. That's right. This is where we take a hashtag based off of something ridiculous that was said or serious throughout the episode, and we all vote on what should be the official right. episode hashtag. I knew I left something out, but I didn't have any hashtag last week, so. That's Okay. Hashtag be a better dad is always good. Uh, I went back and listened to our first episode, and I love how John's like, I'm throwing out all these. Like, hashtag be a better dad, and that is that's what's that is our, our podcast hashtag. Across, we, we do have, we do have every episode. podcast in-jokes where it's fat dad and memory foam right. money. Yep. <coughs> memory <coughs> foam money. Dude, it's been so long since we've talked about I memory foam money. Like, I had to get a new mattress, and I, I, got a, I got some memory foam. I got one, too. I, I have a straight memory. I don't have a hybrid. Oh, I have a straight memory foam mattress uh, now. I have a hybrid because I couldn't do straight I think memory it's a straight. Foam. I think it's a straight. Maybe it is a hybrid. I had to I return, return our mattress because it was defective, but... But, fat dad welcome, but now I'm fat foam. dadding with my memory foam money. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. Man. Dude. Life's good for you guys. It is. Yeah, right. And also uh, glitter considerations. That's the oh, yeah. that kind of seems to, to creep up. That's true. Especially because... Just uh, when you think you've gotten rid of it. We glitter had... Ellie lost a tooth, so we did, have to, oh. we did have to have the consideration for glitter considerations, but uh, unfortunately you, uh, that did not happen. Oh. Good, because that's stupid. Yeah. That's <laughs> the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my okay. entire life. So the hashtags we've got for this episode, we've got quite a bit. Because we uh, were in rare Because you're very diligent, and yeah. I appreciate you. Well, I realized a couple episodes ago that we don't necessarily have to say it in, like, out loud for it to be canon. It's just more funny if we just pick through stuff like that. at the yeah. end. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here's, here's what we got. We've got hashtag gigantic ego. Hashtag, <laughs> pop, <laughs> hashtag pop army. Hashtag front bottoms and rear bottoms. <laughs> hashtag John's deep concern. Hashtag Joe shotguns a tall boy. <laughs> hashtag, <laughs> hashtag my bad. Hashtag just you wait, old man. And hashtag John had a Zima. Give me. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and vote here and say uh, hashtag Joe shotguns a tall boy. Should ditto, definitely. Ditto. All right. I'll make it a clean sweep. Dude. All right. It's <laughs> or a shotgun. You threw yourself under the bus so great there. <laughs> I mean, it was. I couldn't help Joe, but tell that story. That, so I, we, we, oh. we, should, we should get a, uh, a running tally of <laughs> how many hashtags have included one of our names. And I think oh, Joe good. is by far the winner. Well, so I've, far gotten, with. I've got Madam Joe. Oh, you do have I've Madam Joe. I've got Joe stole his mom's minivan <laughs> to apply for a job at Target. It's a long have, hashtag. And now Joe shotguns a tall boy. Those are the only three I know of. There might be all more. Right, all right. Oh, well, that, you got the hat trick today. I know. I did. All right. Nice. Nice. <laughs> so, so uh, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, if you would, do us a favor. Tell other dads about us. And if you happen to know, uh, if you need your story told as a dad, or if you know other dads that should have their stories told, we would love to have them on as a guest of the Detox mm -hmm. podcast. Galan, where can people get in touch with us again? Um, well, and they can go to our website, which is detoxpodcast.com. It's D-T-A-L-K-S. It's uh, hard for us to say detox as Texans. Yes. Detox. It sounds like detox. Yeah. We're, okay, guys, welcome to the Detox Podcast. This week, lemon we're water and paprika or whatever the people <laughs> I thought you were going to say. This week, we're in detox for cocaine. 
<laughs> trying to get out of our system. That too, having the jitters. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so, but yeah, you can go to the, our website. You'll have links to our uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I think the, or the, if the, the Instagram's not there, it will be soon. Right. But Probably. you can follow us at Detox Podcast on all social media platforms yeah. if it, if that helps you remember easier. You can listen to us on vocalnow.com mm-hmm. um, or download the Vocal app, and you can get all of our latest episodes. It's and Vocal Now it. app. Mm-hmm. It should, yeah, or yeah, Vocal Media. Yep. Vocal. It's Apple um, Apple app as well as a Google app. If you don't cool. if you don't want to download another app and you're looking for other ways to do it, you can download us on iTunes or Google Play. And we were we are working on getting on Spotify and iHeartRadio. That's right. Those those are two very popular streaming and the Zune marketplace because we have a lot of Zune listeners. Hey out man, there, so. <laughs> Zunes were underrated apparently. At least that's what the internet says. I have no idea because yeah. I had an Does, iPod. Yeah, well, I actually had an iPod. They're not around to speak for themselves. So. I had an iPod that you had to go to like one of those sites and do like five off or like an offer and then get five of your friends to sign up for offers. And then you they actually an iPod did that? from that? Yeah, I got an iPod from it. Wow. How do you have that many friends? I was gonna say coworkers. I, Nice. And I got everyone to sign up for a, uh, it was Blockbuster Online. Oh, nice. And then sign up for a month, let it charge. I paid them back. So, so I, I basically paid 60 bucks for my I, for an iPod. So what I'm hearing is well, Galan a ran a very successful pyramid scheme. Yeah, totally, dude. You should become an Avon lady. I know, but it was legit. I actually legitimately got one. And then ended up selling it for like 100 bucks later. Hey, all I'm hearing is you made a $40 profit. Something like that. Yeah, it was worth it, man. There we go. That's um, but yeah, cool. so you know, do, do all that. Listen to us. Let yeah. us know if there's any episodes you like. Uh, you know, to get our our bag catalog, because Vocal Now doesn't mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. all of our episodes. You can the, the iTunes, yep. um, any of those other ones. Yeah, you can go back and listen to some of the uh, almost three hour episodes we used to do, <laughs> like the That's marathon right. sessions. They were good stuff. Right on. So guys, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week to sort of continue this discussion of taboo conversations you may be afraid to have with your kids um we're going to be saying butthole a lot next week so make sure you tune in for that Um, (laughs) but until then thanks for listening and as always hashtag joe shotguns a tall boy and hashtag be a better day special thanks to john and eddie for supporting the podcast thanks so much guys detox is a production of vocal For more information and more programming, please visit VocalNow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com.